Why this fool got more comics than a motherfucker? Welcome to MCMF, the podcast where I try to get you, dear reader, into the wonderful world of comic books by making my friends read those comic books. Joining me on this episode for the third time, our second three-time guest, uh, it's yep. Gary. It's me. The bad smell you just can't get rid of. <laughs> well, when you put it like that... It's fine. <laughs> We are here this time to talk about uh, the Immortal Iron Fist, the Capital Cities of Heaven uh, arc. This is one of my favorite comics ever. Yeah, I I adore this run. This is like why I have so much like affection for Iron Fist broadly. It's because of this run and the uh, the Bendis New Avengers. Yes, like. This is kind of like peak Danny Rand. He was never, he was never as cool as he was here ever again. I actually, to dispute that, I think the run. I don't think it's directly following this, but the run a couple years after this, I think is really really cool because after I reread this for the podcast, I went because uh, I haven't read Iron Fist stories in like six years. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, and there's a new Iron Fist coming out. So I was like, oh, how do we get to that point? So I read the all the in betweens, and there's a there's a series where it gets really weird, but it's really good and it's really like intense. Is that Iron Fist the Living Weapon? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I it's like, like that one. It's like reading Daredevil, but with Danny Rand. It's like this guy is getting put in the blender. Like, he cannot lose anymore. Oh, he's lost again. <laughs> yeah, because that run that run opens with one of, like, my favorite pages ever, uh, where he yeah. compares sex to doing his forms. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, he's, he compares fucking to doing his kata. Like... It gets, like, a bit weird in parts. I say a bit weird. It gets very weird in parts. It's weird like, and introspective. And all kinds of shit. Yeah, but I just love the way, like, um, it's like, oh, no, uh, the, uh, Wendell Rand was insane. Like, yep. He's, yep. he lost his mind entirely. I yeah, really I mean, because, like, everything about Wendell Rand, who is, like, a central character in this, Danny's father, Wendell, uh, he, everything about him implies a man who has fully lost the plot. Yeah. Like, has just completely gone off off the rails yeah because it's that it's that thing where it's like oh yeah we need to go to this mystical city I promise you it exists and I was like alright of course it does mate and then you'd think like discovering it would vindicate him I mean he was right about Kun Lun but like he was also genuinely out of his mind <laughs> yes like I the thing about Danny Red and why part of the reason I don't I don't think that he'll be a character that makes the jump because, you know, spoilers for a movie that came out two months ago uh, in Spider-Man No Way Home, um, Charlie Cox appears as Matt Murdock. 
Uh, he and does. my guess is that they will do like a Daredevil Disney Plus show or something. Yeah. Uh, so he'll make the jump. It wouldn't surprise me because I, I know there's been the rumor kicking around that they're going to get. Um, what's her name? Uh, Kristen Ritter uh, back to do yeah. Jessica Jones. Uh, and so it wouldn't surprise me if they got Mike Coulter back to do uh, to do Luke Cage. Yeah. I could see them not bringing um, what's his name Finn is it Finn Jones. Yeah, something like that. It's yeah. an Irish name. I remember it. Yeah, I could see them not bringing him along uh, and just replacing Danny with a different character. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I've got nothing against the guy personally. And it, well, part of it's the writing. It's like a lot of it is the writing. Plan, like some of it's the writing. <laughs> it's the booking um, is shit. He was so whingy, and I, at that point, at least uh, when that series is out, I'm I'm used to either a very carefree Danny Rand who's like, I've got all this money. I know kung fu. Life's good, or like, oh, I really miss my parents. Yeah. Danny Rand. And he was neither of those. He was just like, oh, oh life's so hard. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm, fi- I'm a fish out of water. Like <laughs> My best friends don't remember me. <laughs> yeah, fuck. God, that show was not good. Yeah, Davos was good, isn't it? That's Davos good. rules. The guy who played Davos wanted to play, uh, he wanted to play Danny. Yeah. He probably did a good job as well. <laughs> this, what they wanted to go for accuracy I guess like I, all this is to say Danny Rand is a character who is contentious uh, to say the least and was yeah. very yeah. it was very polarizing in the lead up to the show because he is uh, how do I put this Danny is a white man doing kung fu better than uh, anybody else <laughs> yes like, and that's, it's weird. You know, it's a relic of him being a character who's created in the 70s. Uh, yeah. At, at the time. Yeah. And so, uh, all this to say, Wendell Rand has to, to me, Wendell Rand has to be a white man. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Danny, you can make Danny biracial. You can do something yep. with him, but his pops. You could even got make him. You could make Danny like just about any race and say that Wendell did the whole Angelina Jolie thing and just adopted, adopted him. Whatever yeah, fuck child. Him. Yeah, yeah. But Wendell Rand, Danny's father, uh, to me has got to be has got to be a white man because I'm going to take. Yeah. Danny's origin story is that his father took him and his mother up the side of a mountain trying to find the mystical city of Kunlun and got himself and his wife killed. Danny watches his mother get eaten by wolves. And I feel like I'm dragging my wife and young son up the side of a mountain to chase uh, this thing that I lost as a child. That might not exist. <laughs> that feels like it feels like rich white man shit. Yeah, I can't remember who said it or what it's from, but it's it rings in the back of my mind whenever I read about Wendell Rand. It's like only a white man would have that audacity. Yes. <laughs> like, 
And like in some of the in some like before recent times when they try to bring like Harold Meacham more into it, like it's just them three going up a mountain or the helicopter crashes uh, in one incarnation. But like in more recent adaptions, uh, his dad gets betrayed by his business partner Harold Meacham. Yeah, because like, you can pull him up when he's dangling off the the uh, the precipice of this mountain, and he doesn't because he's um, having an affair with Danny's wife. Danny's wife, sorry, uh, it's Danny's Wendell's mom. wife. Yeah. Danny's mother, um, and then he turns out to be a coward as well because he's like, "Oh no, I killed him for you guys." Blah blah, blah. and he's like, "Anyway, bye," and just runs away. <laughs> See and you that later. sort of, yeah, and that sort of gives Danny the honest to like after he's learned all these things to go back and get revenge. But it's it's like the the caucasity of it all. It's like, but on the other end of it, like, yes, if you look at Iron Fist from the outside, it's sort of a white dude doing Kung Fu better than everyone else, but it's context, right. but I feel like the whole, the fact that he is a white guy doing Kung Fu better than everyone is a, such a high barrier to entry in today's right. climate it's, it's that nobody weird. wants to know the context. Like, if you say, oh, it's because he was, he got special treatment from the Thunderer, specifically, that's how he's so fucking good at this shit, and that coupled with the fact he's just one of those people who's just good at sports. Right. People don't want to hear that, which is understandable. Yeah, but the Thunderer like, who gives him special treatment because yeah. he's... What's the relationship there? I don't remember... Because Davos is the Thunderer's son. And... Yeah. Uh, Wendell was adopted by Tuon, uh, the first, or the original UT. So it's it's like a situation where he's known Wendell since he was a kid. So when he meets Danny, he gives Danny special treatment for being like yeah, he's got his, a soft spot for him basically. Yeah, being his friend's son. I think it's genuinely a case of like, oh, I knew your dad. He, yeah. he was a, a fucking weirdo and a coward in the end. Yeah. So I know you need a father figure. <laughs> right. You need one very badly. And I I fucked it up with my kid. So. Let me make up for it by being good to you. Yeah, it's it's mirrors like um so Wendell was the, the one who wasn't all there and went off the deep end and Thunderer couldn't stop him. And then it's sort of like uh Wendell and Davos match up and then Thunderer and Danny match up. But they both got the I wouldn't say they got the wrong dads, because that genetics they didn't get the wrong dads. They got the dads they were meant to have, but like the personalities like another time in another place they would right. have been matched up better yeah it's it's you know circumstance uh, yep. that being said because I'm obligated to mention Chris Claremont every chance I get it's really Absolutely. funny to me that like a lot of Danny's early stories are Chris Claremont and John Byrne who I think at that point were deep into their run of the X-Men. This was like the mid-70s. Yeah, I think recently um, in the Sabretooth, um, because he's, Iron Fist is slightly ingrained into like Sabretooth's character, I think in the, in the recent uh, first issue of the Saber, new Sabretooth solo, he fantasizes about pulling off Danny Rand's arms. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to get revenge on all my enemies. And there's a whole panel dedicated to him getting revenge. On um, Danny Rand, so yeah, Claremont uh, really had sort of shoehorned um, a lot of characters into the, the um, X Men oh. mythos just by association. Yeah, the the great spanning web 
the uh, grand unified theory of characters who are connected solely because Chris Claremont wanted to put them in something. Yep. Like, the fact that, like, Rogue and Carol Danvers are so linked because Chris Claremont wanted to keep writing <laughs> Carol Danvers after Ms. Marvel got canceled. Yep. Uh, but let's let's get into it. Uh, this story starts in Immortal Iron Fist number 8. Uh, and they, we were saying before we started, they put this handy little previously uh, thing on. And we're just going to, I'm just going to read that so you guys know where, where this is starting. What's going on around here. So, previously on The Immortal Iron Fist. Danny Rand's troubles began in the boardroom. When Danny scuttled a deal for the Rand Corporation to build high-tech trains in China for Weigao Industries, or Weigo Industries. Uh, is that Weigo? Like, that doesn't that doesn't make sense. But it's, now probably, like, it's probably Y, because it's W-A-I. It's probably Weigo, known from, like, I know anything about Chinese, but, yeah, like, I've played but like, reading it, it, titles. Reading it like that, it sounds like a pun. I believe if it was E-I, it would be way. Yeah. Yeah. But as it's like not, it was, it, Anyway. Yeah. Uh, when Danny scuttled a, a deal for, for the Rand Corporation to build high-tech trains in China for Weigo Industries, literally he knew that he was fighting a front for the evil cult Hydra, and Hydra would have its way. Soon, Danny himself was being hunted by Hydra shock troops, and Danny's partner, Jaron Hogarth, was fighting a hostile takeover. When Danny's predecessor as Iron Fist was nearly assassinated, the grizzled, burned-out veteran of World War I called Orson Randall came to warn Danny. This wasn't corporate intrigue they were fighting off. This was the springing of a trap decades in the planning, and it would only get worse. Orson revealed to Danny the existence of six other cities like Kunlun on the mystical plane, each with its own superpowered champions like Iron Fist. After the horrors of World War One, Orson refused to take part in an interdimensional tournament of death between the cities and left Kunlun. But when the other immortal weapons came to strip him of his powers, he lashed out and killed the fighter from Kunzi, and Kunzi plotted its revenge. Decades later, Crane Mother, the wretched ruler of Kunzi, resurrected Iron Fist's old nemesis Davos, the Steel Serpent, and charged him with killing Orson Randall. Davos succeeded, but before he died, Orson gifted Danny with tremendous power, knowledge, and the Book of the Iron Fist, a historical record of the lives and times of all the immortal weapons of Kunlun. Orson had hidden the book in an attempt to end the bloody legacy once and for all. Danny would need it to survive the next tournament. Hydra, under Davos's command, took Jaren's mother to force him to make the deal with Wygo. Jaren agreed, and then Hydra kidnapped him as well. Danny seemed to about to defeat Davos and save Jaren, but the Steel Serpent fled in a flash of light. In the moments after the smoke cleared, Kunlun's Lord Yuti and Danny's master Lei Kung came to Earth to retrieve Danny. It was time for the tournament to begin once more. <sighs> yes, it was. You the Mortal Kombat theme tune. Yes, I, I. That seems like a like a uh, Shang Tsung thing. The amount of times you you, you could easily exchange Kunlun without world. In this story. Right, yeah, it's very Outworld. Also, while we're on the subject there, Kotal Khan is still a wiener. Kotal Khan, total dweeb. Total loser. Uh, so, this opens Kunlun many years ago. Uh, Wendell Rand climbing up the side of a mountain. Uh... Mm -hmm. And he, he climbs and he tells, he 
part of him is one or a lot of him wants to stop and just die and he is telling that part of him to shut up and he just keeps climbing and climbs and climbs and sees the dead bodies of all the people who have gotten up here and failed uh, and the narration says but you Wendell Rand are bound for glory <laughs> Wendell Rand is in the impact zone <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Fuck, Mike Tanay commenting this would go crazy. I mean, I, I hope he's in. Uh, I hope he's not in the X Division match because he doesn't have a very good uh, track record of dangling from a high height. So, <laughs> Wendell Rand in, in Ultimate X. <laughs> God. Uh, Those were the he, days. Do they still do Ultimate X? I don't really want Yes, I think they did a women's Ultimate X recently. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember on Twitter seeing um, pictures of that Frost woman in one of those matches. Yes. Uh, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got to say about that. Uh, I don't know, just a, a, a bad person. I'm, I'm scared to look into impact people because some of them are <laughs> true yeah. uh, so in the present Danny uh, says that he wasn't expecting to return home so soon he wasn't born here but he thinks of it as home all the same uh, he doesn't know how much time has passed but he's taking advantage of that to study the book of the Iron Fist mm-hmm. uh, while he is using the chi to heal his wounds uh, Lei Kung comes in. Lei Kung, who I will henceforth refer to interchangeably uh, at, with his name and his title, The Thunderer. Which yeah. is a, just a good fucking title. It is. He's. I, we touched on him like very briefly in the Avengers vs. X-Men. Yeah, episode, I forgot he shows he, up riding the dragon. And he hits fucking Scott in the spine with... A roundhouse kick. It almost like folds him in half. Because <laughs> the Thunderer kicks ass. But uh, he does. And so they, they go to go see UT. Um, and while they do, Thunderer says, uh, uh, The Book of the Iron Fist was thought long lost, or long thought lost to us. Its scriptures are recorded in a text only decipherable to you and its authors. So the only people who can read the Book of the Iron Fist are the Iron Fists, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so they go to see UT, and UT's like, Kunlun is one of several capital cities of heaven, each appearing on the mortal plane according to timetables charted amongst the stars. But once every 88 years, these appearances align in heavenly convergence, and we celebrate this with a mighty tournament. Sections of each city join together, creating the heart of heaven, a palace where our contests take place. Aspects of each city, as well as the earth itself, will be found here. It is unlike anywhere you have been, with rules and laws only unto itself. Uh, The last time we did this, your predecessor... uh, Your predecessor refused to fight, and then they were going to take his powers... And then ended up killing uh, the champion of Kunzi. Don't do what he did. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Hey, anyway, why did my dad not become Iron Fist? Yeah. <laughs> we will soon find out. We will soon find out. Uh, 
this is told between past and present a lot, which I think is cool. So we flash back to uh, yeah, we flash back to Wendell in the past, uh, talking to Le Kung, who rescued him from dying in the snow. And, uh, and he's got his uh, suitably vintage attire on in the flashback, which uh, I'm glad he changed because he looks like uh, looks like somebody they used to fill up the numbers in an early '90s Royal Rumble. <laughs> he looks like the fucking warlord. Yeah. <laughs> also, just before we continue, it's really cool to me that in this comic, the the art styles of the present and the past are completely different. Yes. I liked how that, that how that was done. Yeah. Uh, who did the Hollingsworth, I think, did the. Oh no, it's um. It's, it's David Azure. Does the present? Does the present? And in... I can't remember who yeah. did the past. It's uh, Martinez, I think. I think so. It's very, it's very Frank Quietly. Yeah. Uh, and so he ends up sparring. Wendell spars with Lei Kung, who immediately realizes from the way he fights that he was traded by Orson Randall. Um, yeah. and he's like hey I'm glad to know I'm going to be the only person who is happy to hear that yeah <laughs> this biceps like the same size as Wendell which is yes. hilarious uh, and so uh, Wendell meets uh the current okay, so UT is the title given to the leader of uh, Kunlun. So this is the previous UT, uh, Nuan or Tuan, who yeah. takes Wendell in as his own, uh, basically as his own son, uh, and then they draft him into the into the fighting temple to learn to fight and all this shit. And he meets Davos, the son of the Thunderer. And they become fast friends and rivals at the temple. Uh, in the present, uh, Zhao is trying... Zhao, who is the leader of, uh, of this Hydra cell, basically. He, uh, yeah. he is making Jaren Hogarth uh, work on a... Uh, theoretical project. It's a, it's like a maglev train. Uh, and he says, uh, he says, uh, look, you, Davos, you're asking me about this deadline. You're asking me to supervise construction of a theoretical project halfway up the damn Himalayas with a crew never, a crew of men who've never built anything like it and four don't speak English. So we're a little behind. And Davos goes, you know what else has four fingers, Mr. Hogarth? Your dear darling mother. See to it, Xiao. Yeah. They, they are so cruel to Jaren's mo poor mother. Yeah. It, it's pretty... I mean, they could have been a lot crueler, given Hydra and yeah. sometimes the fact that they team up with the Hand. In some instances, they could have lopped off a whole lot more than a finger. Um, but yeah, these guys are scumbags. Danny uses the uh, the scrying vessel of Boling to ask where Jaren is and find figures out that he's somewhere in Kunlun, but is confused by this. Uh, also, he's wondering why UT won't be honest with him. 
Because he asked, hey, why did my dad become Iron Fist? He just doesn't give him an answer. Yeah. We don't, we, we don't want to talk about Wendell here. Yeah. <laughs> well, Not especially because UT is basically uh, Daddy's, like, adoptive uncle. Like, he yeah. he's the old UT son, meaning he's Wendell's adopted brother. And so Danny tries to ask, uh, Danny tries to ask or tell Thunder about what's going on. He's like, look, look I know the pain of fam- family and friends too well, but your responsibilities as Iron Fist now supersede the troubles of Daniel Rand. You must fight for Kunlun now, and we have a long journey ahead of us. Uh, they align the cities, or the cities align, and uh, Danny, UT, and the Thunderer head forth into the uh, into the heart of heaven and we meet our other contestants who fucking rule <laughs> yeah some of the, the designs in this apart from one who I've never really enjoyed but they always book him like he's fucking debut Kane and that's uh, Prince of Orphans yeah, yeah, he's just always just some old man in a blanket and yeah I get he's powerful but like you wouldn't draw a diamond, my fed, bro. Wore <laughs> <laughs> a hundred robes, never drew a dime. Yeah. Uh, so we meet Fat Cobra. His size and strength are only outclassed by his speed. The bride, the bride of nine spiders. Her heart pumps the coldest blood imaginable, and horrors inconceivable to mortal men. Dog brother number one. Hero to all the strays on all the streets of the world. A prankster assassin who rules the Undercity. Tiger's beautiful daughter. Many a man has found his doom at her hand or in her bed. The Prince of Orphans, mysterious even to we who cultivate unending mystery. And the new weapon of Kunzi, Davos, the steel serpent, master of the cranes. Danny immediately tries to whoop Davos' ass. Yeah. And in, in Davos's introduction, I mean, it's not his introduction to the series, obviously, but in this picture where he's like just revealed to everyone as the new champion, he's got a proper, full-on Gears of War net going on. Like, he is <laughs> just meat. Just, just saying. A thick man. All, <laughs> all jaw, no neck. Disgusting. He's almost as he's like he's his neck's almost as thick as Cobra's. And Cobra yeah. doesn't have a neck. And Cobra does not have a neck. Uh, and so when Danny confronts Davos, he's like, "Hey, where's Jared?" Uh, Crane Mother's like, "Ut, conflict between immortal weapons before the tournament is forbidden. Can you not control your warrior yet again?" And the UT decides to throw some shade back. He's like, says one who had to purchase theirs, Crane Mother. My warrior's anger is just, if inappropriate at this time. I think this uh, is the only time in the, in the story, and we'll get onto it later as the plot progresses, that I enjoyed the UT, like, pretty well, bit of a dick going forward. Yeah, this is the only time UT, like, is on Danny's side. Yeah. Because he's right. <laughs> uh, and so they, they basically roll some die. 
It's like, 100 of the finest Shaolin Terran priests from around the world have been assembled here tonight. All prepared to face Fat Cobra. Fat Cobra then proceeds to beat the dog shit out of these Terran priests. Yeah, it's it's so unfortunate they've got such a fucking hard name and then you just get jobbed out. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's like it's like Fat Cobra is DX in these Terra Priests of the Spirit Squad. It is a massacre. <laughs> like Danny notices this uh this handmaiden with bright blue eyes and he's like, Hey, that's fucking weird. <laughs> What's with that? And uh Hope they're white devils, I swear to god. <laughs> The Thunderer goes, It is unseemly to focus on girls in the midst of this display, Daniel. Instead, focus on Fat Cobra's defenses, his offenses, and his weaknesses, if he has any. And Fat Cobra is just beating the shit out of these guys. It's like, okay, he's big. His totem is the tortoise, but he's strong like an ox and he's not slow at all. Fat Cobra stands here, arms outstretched, holding the masks that the terror priests were wearing that are now soaked in their blood. He says, It is finished! 100 Shaolin terror priests spelled before my tea has cooled. And as a thank you for his fine sportsmanship and skills, he was allowed to choose his first opponent in the tournament. And he says, Since his blood is so clear... So clearly hot and eager for combat. Allow me to choose the immortal Iron Fist. So Danny uh, has to face has to face Fat Cobra in round one. This is a it's like a double elimination tournament. Yeah. Cause it's like the losers of the first uh basically everybody who doesn't make it to the finals. Yeah. The the five who don't make it in have to fight in a battle royal. Yep. Uh, Which is pretty cool. And I think the loser of that, uh, their city gets sent to the back of the line and won't come won't yeah. come out for the next uh, 70 years. I, I actually, I, I think like whoever comes last doesn't really matter because aren't they just fighting for who gets to be in the cycle of appearing for however many years? Because the it's I can't remember the exact numbers, but the shorter numbers how often it appears, and the longer number like it's like six hundred years is the cycle they get to enjoy that. Whatever, yes. but still, yeah. I think whoever comes last is just a, a, a wiener and gets bullied by everyone else. Yeah, the the objective is not to lose. Uh, and for some reason, the Prince of Orphans gets a bye, which I think is established later because he's the only one who fought in the last tournament. Yeah. Uh, so it shakes out to round one is Iron Fist versus Fat Cobra, Tiger's Beautiful Daughter versus Steel Serpent, uh, and the Bride of Nine Spiders versus Dog Brother Number One. Yeah, which, which I love. If that I was in Danny's position, sorry, Kara. No, yeah, yeah, go for it. If I was in Danny's position, I would not want to fight Fat Cobra first. I love him. He's probably the one of the best immortal weapons. He's a great dude, like solid hand, really happy, great to hang out with. But imagine fighting someone that big and that fast. Imagine it's like imagine fighting Wardlow in round one. Yeah, he's just he's just 
a, a, a bit, like a tower block of just fists. Uh, so issue nine opens with uh, another flashback. Uh, it's, no matter how many times you wish the brutal winter winds would stop, they only serve to remind you. Kunlun is your ho- is now your home, Wendell Rand. Its ways are now your ways. Its traditions, your traditions. And its citizens are now your brothers. And if you truly want to fit in here, you had better start believing it. And so he... Uh, Wendell fights Davos, who pretty soundly beats him. Yep. Uh, and then comes over to eat lunch with him. He says, I've already heard every story our fellow students have to tell. They bore me. Your stories are so much more interesting. Tell me again about New York. And he's like, come on, man. If you're just going to make fun of me, just go ahead and do it. He's like, everyone else everyone else may not trust you, but my father likes you, and Tuan likes you too, or else they'd have thrown you to the wolves. And then in this final panel, he says, true enough, instead of what he should have said, which is, in all caps, Lex Luthor, because he looks just <laughs> like Lex <laughs> Yeah, because he they shaved his head when he became a monk. Yeah. Uh, so Danny is doing more shit with the Book of the Iron Fist. He learns a move called Black Black Poison Touch. Nice. Uh, he uh, he notices the, the blue eyed servant girl coming into the room. Because uh, he could hear the sweat running down her, her cheek, which is <laughs> all right. Yeah, I think she's thinks he's Daredevil on that one. Yeah, well, remember when he was Daredevil? Yes. <laughs> to be honest, at this point, he hasn't been Daredevil. Corinth Electra, Black Panther had a go for a while. Danny had a go. Oh yeah, that, that Matt Murdock just getting ran through. <laughs> <laughs> that mask belongs to the streets. Uh, and so he, Danny, chases. Uh, she says, "I'm not afraid of you, Daniel Rand. You'll not catch me." And he tries to fight her. And she says, uh, "He accuses her of being an assassin." She says, "Well, my crime was being caught spying. I am merely defending myself against your untoward advances." Uh, and then Danny puts her in a fucking hammerlock. Yep. <laughs> He's like, who taught you how to fight? Who violated the laws of Kunlun? Because one of the laws is that women don't get to learn how to fight. Which seems fucked. Yeah. And she's uh, she's like, I will carry my master's name to my grave. But what about your master, Daniel Rand? What about, what are the secrets of Orson Randall? He's like, what secrets? So there are larger things at work and missing pieces to what troubles you. And I've been sent to tell you where the answers lie. All you must do to fight, find them is lose your upcoming match. Yep, I just gotta take a dive. Yep, take a dive. Uh, and Danny's like, I've never lost anything on purpose in my entire life. That's not how we do things. Uh, too bad for him, he doesn't have a choice in the matter. Uh <laughs> Oh boy, does he! <laughs> yeah, yeah. The fe- this festival of ho- of uh, 
This festival of combat first reveals to us an undefeated contender. Those who lose will fight one more time to decide the defeated contender. Those two weapons fight to determine their ch the champion and their city's place among the world of men. So yeah, double elimination. Uh, and if you win the battle royal, you get to fight whoever uh, won everything else. Just a, a quick question here. Is the tournament announcer meant to be Crane Mother? Because it looks like Ronnie James Dio, to be honest. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I just read it yeah, like yeah. his part uh, on Kick and <laughs> I'm just well, looking yeah, at her and I just hear, I hear you bring the jeebles. You are hungry for the rock. Anyway, Danny is like, fight smart, get out of your head. He'll, uh, and I love that they threw the names of the, that one, they named these moves, and two, that yep. they threw their names on the page. Yes. Uh, I so mean, that that becomes uh, just a whole thing fine for going forward. I don't think there's a single run afterwards where they don't name the moves, which is yeah, pretty cool. Because it's a I cool thing think, to do. Name your moves. Yeah, I think they briefly did it. I, I could be misremembering, but I think they briefly did it in either one of the um, Daredevil or Electra runs recently. Like when they're fighting Bullseye at some point. I could be wrong. Uh, so he. <sighs> The moves that Fat Cobra throws out here to start are called Cudgel of Misfortune and Whirlwind of Impending Doom. Yeah. Uh, and he, he... So he throws like a lightning bolt at Danny. Uh, and they get thrown out into what looks like Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, Danny throws out a, a big leaping kick called Burning Chi Thunderfoot. That not that knocks Fat Cobra down. Fat Cobra does not stay down for long. Uh, and does a when, lightning whip. Yeah, he does a lightning whip. Brings him back in, and Danny goes to uh, goes for a big shot and gets hit by a move called the Devil's Skull Crusher. Ends his face into a beach ball. That is pretty gruesome. Just whoop, and then he just starts hitting him and hitting him and hitting him, hitting him, and Danny yields. Fat Cobra stands over Danny's defeated body, holds his arms out, and says, Bring me my victory wenches! <laughs> this dude rules! Yeah. I like, he... It, he beats the ever-loving shit out of Danny, but, like, at no point does it feel like, oh, Danny's gonna die or anything. Like, he's so jolly and jovial that he can beat a man half to death, but you know he's, like, such a solid dude that he's not going to murder anyone. Yeah. But like, dude, you are too violent <laughs> to be yeah, like, this happy. Like, he's checking on him. He's like, good work out there, brother. The crowd is hot. We're really tore down out there. <laughs> he walks back he past Davos. He's like, <laughs> he walks back through the curtain. He looks at Davos. Says, Follow that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we flash back to Orson and Davos again. Um, yeah, they fight. A Most of the times we see them, they're fighting. 
and Wendell does finally get one over on Davos and beats him. Uh, I think he breaks his arm or something. Because uh, when we see Davos next, uh, he is his arm is in a sling. Yeah. And he's like, uh, he's like, hey, hold on. Did you throw that match? Did you take pity on me? He says, I didn't and I never will. I demand the best of you and you shall only know the best of me. And, like, you can see somebody look... You see a couple guys looking over Davos' shoulder, like, scowling. They're like, what the fuck is he doing talking yeah. to this white man? <laughs> Entertaining this blue-eyed devil. <laughs> I could... Just just a preface, everyone. And that's audible. I could say that because I have blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, I can say that because, you know... Oh, Absolutely. But in terms of like, basically, if we were having a Yu Gi Oh duel, I pull out Blue Eyes White Dragon. It's not. So I'm not playing. Um. So Danny is using his chi to heal himself, and the uh, he's having like an internal dialogue because he's like, "I didn't throw the match. I didn't. I know I didn't." Like he's wondering if he's trying to like beat the idea that subconsciously he let Fat Cobra beat him. But, yeah. uh, brother, the the tape tells a different story, which is that that man beat your ass. Yeah. Uh, pretty pretty easily. Pretty soundly. It's like that fucking really old drill tweet. I'm not owned your own. <laughs> I'm not owned to be beaten up by fucking opera. I didn't lose on purpose, I promise. I just love mystery. <laughs> Uh, so Danny meets with the, uh, it's weird calling her the blue-eyed servant girl because I know she gets yeah. a name later. It's not in this, this arc. She starts going by Sparrow, I think. Yeah, spoiler, she becomes the no-eyed servant girl. Yeah, then she becomes the no-eyed servant girl. And then she becomes fucking UT. Yeah. Which I think rules. It's cool hey. when you introduce a character and you can see them become get become more important over time. Yeah, she just becomes an absolute just a tank. There's a um, I don't. It's not the run, the most recent run, but it's um one of the most recent runs. Basically, Danny finds this colony of people who left Conan like way before he even discovered it, or Wendell, and they're they're very much thought that their UT at the time was corrupt so they left to like keep everything pure like their morals and but they're all timey so when they turn up to try and take over like modern day Kunlun they're, they're still in the mindset of like oh women can't fight and then their leader gets absolutely fucking done in by Sparrow because he's like ah women can't fight I've got two big knives let's do it and she's like I don't need knives I'm gonna kick the shit out of you it's really funny <laughs> this I think everything Iron Fist, you can always make it interesting by having somebody just get their ass whooped suddenly. Yeah. Well, like that's this, the, like that's this. The, yeah, it's the it's the appealing thing about like the like the martial arts based heroes is like if they have an off day, it's feasible that they'll get the shit kicked out of them. It's why like he can keep Shang Chi grounded because although he is like the greatest martial artist, 
he can still get caught off guard if he's like overly cocky, if he hasn't had enough sleep and stuff like that, because it is based on like your, your readiness and like your physical ability. Like it's all on you, which is uh, always something I've enjoyed rather than just being like, I am a god from space. Nothing bad can happen to me. Right. Also, worth <laughs> worth mentioning, this is not like, they. there were not a lot of runs of Iron Fist before this. I think there's only been two since. Yep. Like, despite yeah. the fact that this character has existed since the 70s, this is really, like, the defining run for this character. Yeah. Um, so, Danny and Sparrow go to, uh... The, he follows her into this machine that is henceforth referred to as the Randall machine. Um... And she says, this was, this machine was built by my grandfather, Phineas Randall. Um, so she's, uh, she's Orson's daughter who was yeah. born after World War One. Uh, and so she tells Danny to go, uh, into France and meet a man named Ernst Erskine. I would like to note Ernst is also the name of that weird old faced little girl from uh from Academy X. Yeah, and um That little girl who is definitely supposed to be Cassandra Nova. Yeah. Um who they just completely forgot about when it came to Kokoa and no girls just like hanging out with Gabby and um, everyone instead. You see no girl got her body back or got a new body? Uh, recently, yes, but before that, like, in New Mutants, um, she's still, like, in a jar, like, floating around. Yeah, until, it's no like, sign. very recently. I think it was, like, yeah. this month. And there's no sign of Ernst, who, like, her, Ernst's whole plot thing was, like, trying to get an old girl a body when she was a thing. Yep. So, like, it didn't work. Yeah, because like, it got confusing with Ernst, and now Cassandra is on the Marauders, which I find hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's so funny. <laughs> Even like, though we're not talking about the X-Men, I, I want to go out and, and say something that's going to get me cancelled. If I was a mutant, I wouldn't live on Krakoa. I'd have the exact same thoughts as Pete Wisdom, where he's like, oh, fuck, I hate this place. Keep those children away from me. This is a cult. I want to go home. <laughs> this sucks. And I th See, the difference is that Pete Wisdom was able to have like a normal job. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you gonna tell fucking uh, Richter? That's true. I was like, I'd be like, I have, I have a wife, I have a mortgage. Let me out the gate. <laughs> I want to go home. Okay. You can tell Again, North Star, another... former former Quebecois terrorist Jean Paul Barbier. You know what? You know what? You know what else is fucked? I was thinking about it the other day because I was because I, I when I was reading like all the bits of Pete Wisdom and Excalibur, like oh fuck, I hate this island. Like thinking of like English mutants and stuff, and nobody ever talks about the fact that like during I mean it's probably because nobody wants to think about Avengers versus Inhumans, but in Death of X when I mean it's not actually Scott, it's like the vision that Emma projects him, but they convince poor Alchemy, who's just living on his own in Yorkshire trying to have a regular life. To throw himself in a terrorizing cloud for the cause out of nowhere, and he just fucking dies and never comes back. <laughs> in humans versus X Men is peak Emma. What are you doing, Emma? Emma, cut that. 
That feels like, like Emma oh, started doing. Emma killed Burrum, but like, no, she threw him out in a tarantula cloud as well. Emma in in Humans versus X Men is like she's just back on drugs. Yeah, <laughs> she's she is just hitting the coke real hard and just doing whatever. Yeah, grief's a hell of a drug mixed with coke. <laughs> grief and real drugs are a hell of a drug. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, go meet Ernst Erskine. Uh, he knows Orson's whole life story, and he can help you because he somehow through his chi. Uh, Orson was keeping this man alive, so yeah. you need to go meet this guy before he dies. So Danny goes out through the Randall machine, which lets him head back out into the you know the world of men. Uh, which you're not supposed to be able to do, but Phineas Randall built this machine, and it lets you do that. Um. And so he's like, how the fuck are I going to get back? Looks back, sees an old man standing there with a... He's got the mark of Shulao on his hand. Uh, so he's yeah. like, okay, I, I guess I guess I can just keep coming and going. And as he walks away, uh, narrating to himself, who should walk into frame the other direction but Colleen, Luke, and Misty. <laughs> yes, the heroes for hire. Actually, I don't know if they were going by that at the time. Oh, yes, because Luke, Luke calls them the heroes for hire later. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot they I think... took the name from Luke because they weren't because they weren't using it. Isn't Colleen a um, Claremont character? I she feels like a Claremont character. At least I think he wrote her for a bit. Let's um, take a let's take a quick look. Uh, she's created by. Doug Mensch, Larry Hama, and Neil Adams. But Claremont probably... She, what it probably is, it's like a situation like a, like how Storm technically is a Len Wein and Dave Cockrum character. But Claremont wrote her for way longer than Len Wein did. Yeah. All right, I'm just I'm looking it up now. He didn't create it, but apparently he's the one who... Uh... Made her into a samurai detective and pedo with Misty Knight. So that's interesting. Yeah. Claremont uh, doing work again? Basically, if a character suddenly got a lot more interesting in the 70s, it is either because Jerry Conway or uh, Chris Claremont got. Yeah, <laughs> if they got more interesting and a little bit more gay, it was Claremont. <laughs> yes. If it's like, huh, this girl suddenly. Is hanging out with a lot of girls all the time. I wonder what's with that. It's Chris Claremont. Yeah, it's and like Chris Claremont loves fans. Misty Knight, and that's why she becomes fucking Jean's roommate. Yeah, and it's it's like um, every time Claremont would like heavily imply that like this girl likes girls, like the entire of the comic fan at the time was like like the media. Whenever you see two abs, two female celebrities who are definitely dating, hanging out and all the headlines, like, Oh, they're just best friends. Like, they're yeah, just best friends. It's like, it's like storms. One desire is to hang out with Yukio. Well, yeah. They're just really yep. good friends. Yep. Storm met Callisto and then suddenly started dressing like Callisto. Yep. 
Wonder what's with that. <laughs> anyway, uh, Colleen's so <laughs> Luke is complaining about it being cold. It, <laughs> Colleen's like, Missy's right. You whine like a senior citizen looking for a, a sweater. It's just cold. Did it ever get cold in Harlem? <laughs> Note: They are in Europe. That is a different kind of cold. They are, yeah, and it's a whole like this is like, even though it's not much, it doesn't like go deep into his character. This is just Luke in a nutshell. Like people from the outside uh, of like who don't read anything like Heroes for Hire or the Avengers runs that Luke's in, they like think, oh, he must be cool because he's like six foot, he's bulletproof, he's like just a brick shit house. But no, he's just he's just a dad. Like he is just <laughs> yes. a corny dad man. Like, even before he had a kid, he was just like, oh, sweet Christmas, guys. <laughs> his catchphrase is sweet Christmas. Because his grandmama hated when you cussed. <laughs> like, Luke's a big fucking dork. That's the yeah. appeal. Yep. This is the man who got mad when he found out his wife had a crush on one of his co-workers when they were 15. They are in their 30s now. That's that's who he is as a person, uh, and so they're talking, trying to figure out what's going on. And Danny walks right past them, and very quickly he's like, "Oh shit, what the fuck!" and like ducks out of the way because he doesn't want. He's like, "They'll just slow me down, and I gotta find this old man." Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if I was him, I'd be like, oh, "Okay, they could probably handle getting." Jaren back. Yeah. He's like... I mean, my thing would be, oh, fuck, uh, I can't hang out with these guys and I know that I will want to. Yeah. Also, I told them I was in a magical city that I can't get back from. <laughs> and now here I am questions. somewhere in France. Yep. Uh, so, again, issue 10 opens with a flashback. Uh, Wendell Rand fighting... This isn't Davos. This is just some guy, is it? Yeah. 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 Beats this guy with no problem. This fucking fake ass Luke Hag. Yeah, because I think they're having like just a, a student tournament. Because the the next page is uh, yeah, they're Davos having a tournament to decide tournament. like who who gets to fight uh, the dragon and become Iron Fist. Yeah. Uh. Because it's like, uh, more than anything, you fight for the right to face the dragon, to become the immortal Iron Fist. But unfortunately, so does your best, your only friend, Davos, the son of the Thunderer. A year ago, you watched this, you watched the previous class of fighters hold their elimination until only one stood among them all. One man worthy of the challenge. The dragon tore him to pieces. That was the first time you felt fear about what lay ahead of you and realized it was possible you both could lose. And even if you won, even if either of you won victory over your opponents this day, the final words in this emotion would be in this elimination would be spoken by Shu Lao the Undying. Mm -hmm. So it's an unpleasant mixture of feelings you struggle with this day. You cheer on Davos and his bouts as he does in yours. You pray you won't face him, but you study his moves. You look for flaws. If it can't be me, then let it be you. Is what you said to one another over these past two years. But do you truly mean that? Are you truly ready? And so now, in the heart of heaven, 
Davos notices that Danny is not by uh, is not by UT's side, and UT is also noticed. Hey, where the fuck is he? <laughs> and like uh, the Thunder covers for him. He's like defeat is a poison to him. August personage in Jade, allow him to lick his wounds and salve his pride. That's it. I mean, it doesn't do him any favors because it's like, oh, he's just whinging because he's lost, but yeah, he needs to cover him somehow. Right. And so, in the next round, or the next fight in the first round is uh, Dog Brother number one versus the Bride of Nine Spiders. Uh, also, it's funny because they kind of, <laughs> like, looking at this, they kind of turned Nico from the Runaways into the Bride of Nine Spiders. Yeah. Um, and okay, so they make Dog Brother look like a Skyrim god. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking oblivion character. Stop. <laughs> In the name of the law. <laughs> so, uh, they, you know, they fight, um, uh, some of <laughs> great names of moves here. Uh, the Black Milk of Hell. From the bride, and, uh, and he starts. He turns into a fucking fanatical church pastor. He's just showing devil woman, <laughs> demon, devil woman, and demon bride. I fear you not. And she, I don't think she ever speaks. I think she just laughs this whole time. She goes, yeah. <laughs> uh, they fight out into the sh- out through the window and uh, into some forest. Yeah. And these, I should add, Demon Brother is flanked by orphans and, or Demon Brother, Dog Brother number one is flanked by orphans and stray wolves. Yeah. And they, they watch as he goes out of the window. And then, uh, simultaneously, all the wolves howl. And, uh... The announcer says, the fil- these familiars finish the tale. The Bride of Nine Spiders wins. <laughs> uh, so she just beats his ass off screen. Because her gimmick is in, it's, do you remember that, uh, it was like that thing where it's like Spider-Man convinces a bunch of people that he, uh, is, that he can summon a bunch of spiders? Oh no! It, it, yeah, but like I think he, he, he she's just basically the the final form of spiders, man. Yes, the, the, sp- the bunch Spider-Man of spiders who is just spiders. <laughs> the Spider Man who who is made of spiders and believes the spiders believe that they are Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, that's fucked. I mean, yeah, I I gotta give it a dog, brother. Like, I would not last. <laughs> no, no, no! I, the second she sends all those, she does the black milk of hell and sends all those spiders at him. I, I yield. Uh, I, I, I tap out. I'm not. I'm not scared of spiders in the least, but the thought of like trying to fight off the, the so thought of of, of of a million spiders bursting from someone's chest horrifying. Yeah, <laughs> deeply scary. Uh. So UT goes to find Danny, uh, and uh, he he summons 
the uh, the servant girl and is like, hey, did you tell Iron Fist about the fucking machine? And she's like, no, what? No, of course not. Because her duty is specifically to guard this machine. And uh, he says, he, he says, you have not been joined by anyone down here. He says, no, no, my shame and my duty are my own. And no one has used the machine. The Iron Fist has not used this machine. No, of course not. Hmm. There are many tech- kung fu techniques a warrior may use to suppress the telltale signs the body produces when lying. Yours has produced none of them. And uh, he's like, I, I, I shall be sending a legion of my Shaolin terror priests to the world of men. Prepare the Randall machine. Uh, and he's like, but master, the use of the Randall machine is unprecedented. Surely so many could not keep its existence a secret. The Iron Fist has many enemies on all planes of being. Isn't it impossible he... And then <laughs> UT fucking super kicks her. Kicks her through the barbershop window, as it were. Just, just beats just one shot and the narration is like the hardest thing in the world to do is to take a blow you can see coming yeah so he sends the uh, the terror priests down through the Randall machine uh, which prompts a man on horseback to notice what's going on and Immediately, uh, he runs into Luke. Missy realizes that, uh, Missy's been trying to realize where, figure out where they are, and she realizes this place is like a black hole on the GPS. It's like, it's literally off the map. We just found a train construction site that's not on one of the most sophisticated maps in the world, guys. We just stumbled into the belly of the beast at dinner time. Trying to go down. It's not looking good. Uh, <laughs> so the back at the heart of heaven, uh, fat fat cobra is buying everybody <laughs> buying everybody beer. He's like, I say, bring me tw- ten of your crane women serpent. No, twenty, and I shall bend them all as I drink you under the table. <laughs> I am going to fuck all your women while I get hammered. <laughs> He's just, he's, this is just, this is Coachella to him. He's just, he's <laughs> loving it. <laughs> Fat Cobra off, <laughs> off a bead. <laughs> I, 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 I think everyone else is like, oh, yes, this is very serious. Oh, like, when he did win this tournament, blah, blah, blah. I don't think Fat Cobra cares about winning the Fat Cobra is here to drink and fight and fuck. <laughs> This dude fucks. This this guy? Capital F. Fucks. Certified sex haver. Yeah. And, like, that's, um... In the crossover story for Doctor Strange of all places, uh, Damnation, um, Danny and Fakoba find themselves in hell, and one of the demons strikes a bargain with them if they fight for him he might let um, Fat Cobra's mother's spirit go. And, like, Fat Cobra's like, oh, I never met my mother. Like, she died during childbirth, obviously, because I'm fucking huge. And his mom hates him. 
like, you fucking idiot. And he's like, That's amazing. It's like, you, he's fighting you proper fat fuck. It, it, what's even worse is, like, she gets put in the cage fight that they're fighting. And when he's trying to, like, protect her from all these demons, it's just critiquing his technique and all that stuff. And like, no, you punched every girl. Oh, that is super kick. He's Come like, Bob, I'm the strongest of the immortal weapons! And then she's like, well, they must all fucking suck then. Great shit. Uh, so, everyone... Oh no, I forgot! Uh, she does talk here. Uh, the bride does. Because yes. uh, Thunderer could, you know, praises her and he's like, the technique, the level of confidence, excellent. I have seldom seen such art on display, and I have seen many tournaments. He says, do you seem to seek to mock me, Thunderer? And uh, the Prince of Orphans is like, uh, no, no, you're impressive. He's like, oh, well, perhaps you'll feel the same when we do battle. He says, I certainly hope not. Just before we move on, like, I think I've finally realized why I don't rate Prince of Orphans. Because whenever he's wearing this, like, outfit, which he does a lot, which telegraphs who he is all the time whenever he turns up, it's like, oh, this guy's dressed like this, it's obviously Prince of Orphans. It's so he looks clearly like the ghost of Chris- He looks like the, the ghost of Christmas Future from the Muppets Christmas Carol. Like- <laughs> so you keep excited to meet Kermit? <laughs> and show Scrooge, like, the error of his ways or something. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, Jesus. Uh, and so... The Thunderer and the Prince of Orphans talk, and he's like, I'm wondering why it is you can't bring yourself to speak with your own son. He's like, hey, we're at a party. Let's not ruin it. It's like, uh, he didn't become the villain on his own. We hold some of the blame. Those of us who tried to take Orson's gifts that night. He's like, I have shit to do with that. It's like, and yet your silence in the matter was deafening. You and I are not such friends that we can discuss this. That I care to discuss this. Good night to you. That's me at work. Like, when people come yeah. up and they just start talking about, like, whatever, start asking me all these personal questions, I'm like, I don't know you like that. Yeah, Get off my nuts. We're not friends. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a business transaction. I get paid to be here. If I didn't, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> Right, uh, and so the Thunderer is greeted by the blue-eyed servant girl uh, who reveals the mark of the Thunderer uh, on her arm. He says, uh, he's like, hey, look, I know you're you. I don't, you don't have to do that every time. Because uh, she says, uh, my lord, lightning is my blood. Thunder is the pounding of my heart. And he's like, yeah, we don't, you're you. I don't need you to do that. And she says, we have the protocol for a reason. We came up with this cool speech, this cool code for a reason. Uh, <laughs> let me do it, goddammit. Where am I giving? I'm going to do the gimmick. <laughs> yes, it, that, it's Sean Spears telling Warlow not to do the power bomb. Yeah. Uh, he says, the... Uh, I could be a spy without my knowledge. Only the Chi 2 marking can be destructive. They cannot lie to you. Uh, he says, if you were still here, my if you were still with us, my father would die of sorrow. Sadly, I found that father and sons are not always a reflection on 
each other, at least not in the ways they would like. Now, why have you come? You were to watch UT. He's like, uh, he pressed me about Daniel and my grandfather's gate. He does not know, but he knows. It's like, he's going to fuck everything up by sending these fucking terror priests through. Uh, and he's uh, Lake Hug's like uh, hey look don't worry about it you don't know you don't know Danny like I know Danny he'll figure it out Uh, cut back to Jaren talking to Zhao and Zhao's like uh, they're late there's no word from France I dispatched a team of operatives, very expensive operatives, and they have not contacted me. And he says, uh... <laughs> well, you you could withhold payment on the last invoice? I, I know when I have trouble with freelance contractors, and Zhao turns to, to Jared and goes, Look into my eyes, Mr. Hogarth. Do I look like a man beset with contractor issues? <laughs> Don't try and relate to me, you white man. <laughs> Get out of my face, Caucasian. <laughs> uh, and so a Hydra go- guy shows up and he's like, Hail Hydra! Hail Zhao! He says, what is it, maggot? This spy has a report, sir, from the Outworlder village. Uh, terror priest. Fi- many flooding out of, well, you know, the hut you pay me to watch. And Zhao looks at him and says, Maggot, kill him. <laughs> and they just blow this guy away with the oldest pistol they can find. In in Zhao's defense, the guy was a snitch, technically, so I mean... Yeah, but he's his snitch? And still, he can't have those people around. <laughs> it's they definitely the, have an expiry date. The snitch that you are paying. Yep. He says, Daniel Rand has fled the heart of heaven and Kunlun. There's only one way for him to return, and I'm going to be waiting for him. This is a plan 88 years in the making, and it's all coming together flawlessly. This is Zhao. The order is given. Secure the village. No survivors. Wait for Iron Fist. Uh, and then these fucking hydroplanes show up uh, and just start killing everybody in the village. Yeah. Uh, the book picks this as a time to flash back to uh, Wendell fighting Davos. Uh, they fight for ten minutes before some of them, before one of them hits the other. Yep. Like it is all defense, all parries and blocks for ten minutes before Wendell catches him with a kick in the, uh, with a couple of kicks, uh, and puts him down. And Dallas refuses to yield after he gets fucking rocked again. He's like bleeding, like his nose is broken, he's missing teeth, and uh, UT eventually puts it to, he says, hey, this shit is done, Rand wins. You're siding with him because he's your favorite, you made him a member of your house and now you're taking his side. Like he's such a crybaby. Yeah. Because it was like such a loser here. Yeah, I mean, I get, I get that he's he is hard done by in a way, but 
he's meant to be some like super warrior monk, so he's really just diminishing his own standing by starting to whinge. Yeah. But he gets to leave down the heel tunnel now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to shout out to AEW's heel tunnel. It's <laughs> my favorite storytelling device in wrestling. Is what side of the tunnel did he come out of? Also, CM Punk not knowing which tunnel to go through is genuinely funny. Yeah, I like it when people forget themselves and it's like running away or whatever, and they go down the wrong. They go down the wrong tunnel. tunnel. Yeah, and he guarantees someone on Twitter is like, oh, "Face turn coming." He just went the wrong way. Yep. Uh, but uh, when da- when Wendell extends his hand out to Davos, he says, uh, "He says uh, Davos slaps his hands away and says, you should have killed me. And the narration is, they aren't the last words Davos ever speaks to you, but the last ones he speaks as a friend. Uh, issue also, 11. Davos showed himself to be uh, yet another a data remember fan in the Marvel Universe with you. should have killed me when he had the chance. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. Uh, so, uh, issue 11, uh, which is part four of this story, yep. opens with uh, with Danny this time. Uh, he says, "My, uh, my name is Danny Rand. I am the Immortal Iron Fist, and my frequent flyer miles have commas, bars. <laughs> but that is that is a fucking rap line. My frequent flyer miles. In the space, this footage of him like in a shower with a mic cellar taped to the roof, holding his phone up. <laughs> Beautiful stuff." So Danny uh, has traveled from Tibet, where the Randall Gate is. Which I said Paris earlier. Uh, realized that I was wrong. Uh, yeah, they head to. He's left Tibet, gone to Paris, uh, to talk to Erskine, and is now back in Tibet, where he had uh, now needs to sneak in without getting noticed. And he immediately goes, that guy's Hydra, that guy's Hydra, that's a random old lady, that guy's Hydra. Hydra's taken yeah. a village, which means that Zhao has been busy. Uh, Zhao is trying to make Jaren get this thing to work faster. And he's like, this is a ridiculous way to work. You have to tell me what these plans and modifications you made mean. Don't think I haven't noticed the track doesn't go anywhere. He says, uh, you make the train run. I'll worry about to where. Says, well, great. The best that I can tell, your half billion dollar train is ready to go flying off a half click of track. He says, excellent. If you know if this works, I have I have a gift for you. If it fails, I have a gift from your mother. Says, where is she? Where is she? Is she here? He says, relax. This is please, Miss Ho- Mr. Hogarth. Comport yourself with a modicum of dignity. Now stand back while I activate my train. Uh. And so he turns it on, and it opens a gate to the heart of heaven. Yep. Just nice, old-school, evil, super... Yeah, my train that is also a portal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He uh, he says, do you see it? Bring Mr. Hogarth my gift. 
And so the fucking Hydra goon brings a, a box. Jaren has a fucking heart attack before finding out the box is empty. It's an empty box. That's correct. Had your train failed, it would have contained your brother's ear. Uh, so they he has them load the train full of explosives, which is immediately noticed by Misty, Colleen, and Luke, who are waiting up in uh, like a tree. No, they're waiting up in like the tree line. Uh, and uh, Luke's like, all right, I'm calling in the Avengers. Uh, which at this point would be this is what issue is what when did this come out two thousand seven so they would have been like the illegal yeah. secret Avengers team yeah which would have been Spider Man Bucky as Cap uh, mm-hmm. Hawkeye as Ronan and uh, Jessica is on that team I think I think so I think it's someone I'm missing. Was Wolverine? No. Yes, yes, he is. Because right yeah. after this, they do the story where, um, where Norman Osborn takes over after Secret Invasion, yeah. and uh, and brings in his own new the the Mighty Avengers, and yeah. uh, and um, we get that great panel where Spider Man's <laughs> where. Uh, they ask, like, hey, who's the Wolverine that's there? And it's Dokken. And Wolverine's like, it's my son. And everyone pauses, and Peter goes, you've had sex? <laughs> um, so Peter just lives to make Logan's life a living hell. I just remember in a Secret Invasion, where it's like, oh, how do we know this Wolverine's legit? And spider was like, well, he definitely smells like him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So they're like, no, you're not calling in your Avengers. He's like, okay, wait, you're help- cool with me helping Danny, but not... You're okay with working with me and helping Danny, but not my Avengers? And they're like, hey, don't remind us how many laws we're breaking. It's like, These laws are fucking stupid. Uh, and while they argue about this, Danny just walks up and is like, hey, <laughs> how's it going? <laughs> and so he explains to them what's going on, and he's like, uh, so listen. Once upon a time, Orson Randall's father opened the dimensional gate between Earth and Kunlun. Rather than waiting ten years, Randall could just flip a switch. Xiao has figured out similar technology, and that's what he's built here. The Randall gate is small. It's hidden down in the mountain in a little village. Xiao sent a Hydra assassination squad. They're waiting there to kill me. If I can get back to Kunlun, I think it could stop Xiao from the inside, but I need to get there to the Randall gate. Come on, who wants to kick a little Hydra ass? Cut back... We finally get to the flashback, which you get used to them opening it, because the first three issues of this arc open on the flashbacks. Yeah. Uh, so, we, in the present... I, I would like to say it's very funny that, like, this is how... <laughs> this is how uh, Davos chose to grow his hair. Like, nobody else has their hair like this. Everyone else either stayed bald or kept it short. He grew two long ponytails with nothing on the top. Yeah, he's a... Or too long... They're like too long braids. It's definitely a choice. 
Actually, no, it's one. One single brain on the side of his head. I mean, I don't... I don't know where this is on the timeline, but was it around the time the Phantom Menace came out? Maybe he, like, <laughs> he wants rat tail. He's like, that's cool. What, uh, that's cool, but what if I did it with nothing on the sides? Yeah. Or did it all sides? as far as I can. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because his hair does not grow like this. Like later we see him without his uh, his head cover on and he's just got short hair like Danny's. So he he looked around and said, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to keep rocking it like this. Uh, God knows why, but you yeah. should do him, I suppose. A tradition thing, maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Uh. And so uh, Davos has been just stewing and just fucking furious. So he sneaks out to go uh, to go try and fight the dragon on his own. Uh, and he says, uh, the, the narration here is pretty good. He says, you could crush his windpipe right now and be done with it, but you do not. For the first blessing of power is mercy, and the second is ambition. You know what you have to do. And finally, you know the truth. You have seen it clearly for the first time. Your father, Lake Kung the Thunderer, never wanted you to claim your destiny. He never wanted you to become the Iron Fist. UT, the August Parsonage in Jade, prefers his adopted son, the Outlander Rand, to you. Where is the justice in that? Where is the fairness? And the, and the Outworlder himself, that false friend, Wendell Rand. He took your trust and helped them all betray you. There is only one cure for it now. Stealing your destiny back from the ones who took it from you. This is your way back. This is your redemption. And you are certain, for you are Davos. What comes next, then, is unexpected. Not the fire and its unholy heat. Not the Bishulau itself, massive and ancient and filled with more hate and rage than you ever thought possible. It is doubt you feel. Sudden and certain, you realize, as the great and ancient beast slithers towards you as it, the heat of its fire singes your skin and the dusky, dank reek of the beast fills your nostrils. You, Davos, feel doubt. This is not a fight you should be fighting. I mean, this, this whole page is pretty cool. Like, just with the... It shows, like, the... Like, just the size of the dragon compared to, like, an average fighter. I mean, Davos is slightly above average, but I just mean in terms of height and stuff. Versus, and, like, like, just a the person. fear in his eyes. Yeah. But it's, the only thing I can think about when I see the final panel, which is just like a close-up on his face, and it's so scared. It's just like, when keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, in the present, um, the Prince of Orphans introduces the two new fighters for the last uh, first-round match. Uh and so it's Tiger's beautiful daughter versus, and he asks, he says, forgive, forgive me, Davos, you, as you have a new sponsor in a new city, I am unsure of your warrior's name. He says, I am Davos, the immortal weapon of the city of Kunzi. I am to be known as Steel Phoenix. And they have uh, drawn, like, tattooed two wings onto the, um, onto the, like, the serpent on his chest that's like yeah. the Danny has the dragon it's like an incomplete version of that so this yeah. is like two big uh, like bat wings it looks pretty cool actually 
and UT yeah. is in the crowd furious. He says, Daniel should be here. He says, and the Thunder are also wondering, hey, where the fuck are you, man? <laughs> Look around you. Fat Cobra, Dark Brother number one, Bride of Nine Spiders, they're not here either. Now, please, Master, let me watch my son. He calls himself Phoenix, but he's always been a serpent, and one always worthy of study. And, uh... Bride of Nine Spiders... Oh, not Bride of Nine Spiders. Uh, Tiger's Beautiful Daughter. This is a... She's wearing, like, a Melina Alt costume. Yep. As created by Tetsuya Nomura. Like, she is functionally nude, but covered in belts. And, uh... She says, Where are your harlots, little bird? Where on earth will you summon your power? Because uh, I forgot he, like, takes his power from, like, these women. The, the crane sisters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, he says, I'll dig deep, harlot. If you're lucky, maybe I'll show you how deep. Because this dude is fucked, and he's just... <laughs> I can't help but imply that you and I will be sleeping together later, tiger. Fat Cobra's in the crowd, like, well, he's not. But if he was, he'd be like, mm, I fuck. And I know that dude fucks, too. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, so, they fight, and he... Uh, when she cuts him with her fans, which, again, very Mortal Kombat of her, yeah. Uh, he says, "Ah, wench." She says, "I'll not be your wench, little bird. Not for all the tea in China. Not for." And he fucking jabs her in the eyes like Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> right in the middle of a monologue. <laughs> she says, "Shut that shit up." <laughs> uh. So she, in the attack, manages to chop his hand off with her fan. And he's just like, you're too low to blind me, too high to block my blow. You're a bully, a child, a sad little tyrant, not a warrior. And in the past, we see Davos fighting the dragon, getting his ass whipped. Uh, he says the Shulao the Undying is a predator loosed upon the world of men to make sport of them and its death scream absolutely deafens you how did Orson Randall survive this how did anyone and everyone everyone hurries to try and head him off uh, and he says all, they'll all be soon here champion your glory comes now or never. So you and so Davos, you dive at glory with both hands. You attack your destiny with every bit of fight within you, and yet destiny chooses to fight back. And he does grab hold to the dragon and tr absorb part of its chi, or try to, and that's where he gets yeah. the uh, the the serpent. Yeah. Just do it, Hellspawn. Take it and take my life and be done with your infernal scheme. And the dragon looks at him and basically goes, you're not even worth it. And it doesn't even fly off. Slithers yeah. back into its cave. 
It's just looking back at him like, really? <laughs> like you're put. Yeah, it looks back at him. It's like, damn, you suck. You're not even worth killing. It's like, you know why? You know it in your heart. It does not find you worthy. None of them do. And he sits there for a second. Wendell tries to talk to him. And he spits blood back in his face. And this pa- this panel of him looks fully nuts. Yeah. His eyes are wild. He's co- his face is covered in blood. Uh, and he says... Uh, it says... You silence him with the blood that runs down your face like a tear. They will be the last tears you ever shed. For today is the day you realize that a warrior fights... When a warrior fights for his fate, he must be as willing to kill as he is to die. And today, Davos, you have become a killer. And... It says, uh... In the present, he says, I will kill you for this transgression. With my bare hands. And with his chi manifests a new right hand and does the... the old piccolo. Yeah, very piccolo. Uh, the, the first time anyone has ever seen this move, the Steel Phoenix Blow. And he knocks Tiger's beautiful daughter to the ground, grabs her by the face, and the Thunderer is like, this isn't combat. This is murder. This is not a brutality. <laughs> This is a fatality. Yep. Um. And she goes. He says, "Ha! Not so smug now, are you? Not so glib. It's mercy. I yield. Don't you dare say it." And he grabs and pulls back on her head, and uh, the thunderer just walks over and is like, "Son, enough." He says, Steel Phoenix wins. Davos is the champion. Uh, cut away to the uh, to UT meeting with the Thunderer and his servant. Uh, in the uh, you know, there she's just pouring tea, and he says, uh, "It isn't you I seek, loyal Thunderer, but rather the servant girl." I believe she knows the location of a certain bauble I have misplaced, and I would like her to take me to find it. I know of no bauble master. She knows of no bauble, UT. And I am inclined to believe her. She is a most faithful handmaiden. She is nearly always at my side, attending to my every need. Why, just this morning, she has prepared my breakfast and tea and straightened my living quarters, all under my exacting supervision. And whatever does she get up to when not under your exacting supervision, loyal Thunderer. Whatever do you mean, Osaka's personage and Jade? I have only instructed her as the laws of Kunlun, only as your laws allowed. Food preparation, housekeeping, weapons upkeep, combat medicine, fishing. Why do you imply otherwise? And then just silence and narration. They, they do a really good job of the way that this page is formatted. Yeah. Uh, you can see how much space there is between the two of them uh, in terms of the distance between where they're standing. But also, because these two panels of them standing there are equal, they're all equally spaced, but there is a division between the two of them. You can see the rift that is forming between the two camps of 
the Thunderer. And go ahead. And also the fact that like this is essentially a page split into twelve panels. Yes. So the 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 time this is happening over is probably within like five minutes, but it makes it seem like it's going on for forever. Yes. So it's like really tense. It, it's a great way, a great use of panels, uh, especially towards the end where there's like increasingly less happening in the panels and the text, like there's no, um, the text boxes that like exposit everything. There's like one per panel. So you, you meant, so it forces you to read it like at the slow crawl, this little interactions happening. It's a really good page. Yes. Yeah. Good work. Uh, the, I mean, the, the thing is, is Matt Fraction and Ed Brubaker, who are yeah. probably two of the best comic writers like Marvel has ever had. Yeah. They're, they're run on X-Men notwithstanding. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, Heroes for Hire, grab these ter- grab some Hydra dudes, beat, you know, beat the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, Danny tells them, hey, I got to get over there. And Misty cuts him off and says, oh, no, you don't, Danny Rand. We chase you around the world and up a damn mountain. You're not ducking out on us so easy. And this, I also think about this page a lot. Where mm-hmm. He says, I, where I have to go, Misty, you can't follow. What I have to do, I have to do alone. And Colleen goes, do you, you don't think they're actually talking about the relationship, do you? It looks like, no, 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 this kind of sounds like a real thing. He's like, you're never alone, Daddy, no matter what. Like, I know, I love you, Misty, but I make a lousy boyfriend. And disappears back to Kunlun. Yep. Uh, and so Danny has a plan, which, uh, the fact that it works is hilarious. But we'll get there. <laughs> Because <laughs> it should not work. Um, it really shouldn't. So Danny shows up to where the Thunderer and UT are. And uh, he says, uh, Thunderer, August Personage and Jade, good morning. Iron Fist, where have we were? Where have you been? Healing, meditating, you know how it is. Why? What have you been up to, Master? Ooh. <laughs> <What>? oh. <laughs> Why does it matter what I've been doing? What are you doing? The reason you're so nervous about what I'm doing. The call was coming from inside of the... The call is holding, calling from inside the green robes. <laughs> so, issue 12, flashback, many years ago in Kunlun. Your name is Wendell Rand, and you've been awake since before dawn, meditating as the scriptures dictate. Uh, like some kind of dandy or courtesan you are attended to and dressed. Not a stitch out of place. This, too, is prescribed by the scriptures. He's got this fucking cape on. He looks like... Did you ever play Persona 4 Ultimax? I did not. To me, he looks like Leonidas. <laughs> he does look like Leonidas. He looks like... I don't find a picture of him. But uh, in Persona 4 Ultimax, there's a character named Akihiko uh, mm. who... This, he, it's, he looks exactly like this. Or he's wearing his clothes. It's really funny. Yeah. Uh, like, same cape, same colored pants. Same, it's pretty much the same haircut. Um, but, uh, so, 
Wendell heads out to back to the cave to fight to fight the dragon. And it says, this should be your moment of absolute triumph. But rather than stand before it like a conqueror, you are haunted by voices, by a voice very specific now, that you have struggled to smother and strike from your memory. And it's, uh, it's Orson telling him, you, Cudlin will kill you. You will, you can never be Iron Fist. If you try, you will die. And he hesitates, and we cut back to the present. Danny, the Thunderer, and the Servant Girl are heading, uh, heading somewhere down some stairs. And he says, Nuan was always corrupt. The pleasures of the world of men have long intoxicated him, even before his father died. Even before Phineas Randall shattered the dimensional barrier that separates Earth from Kunlun. Thus, as Nuon became your new U- became the new UT, the monarch became a tyrant. Of course, the previous UT thought the machine was an abomination, but his son wanted it in secret, wanted it and operated it in secret, and he paid Randall to do it. The root of my family's oh, this is Danny talking now. The root of my family's fortune was the Randall fortune, and that came from Kunlun. And so, uh, the Thunder continues. A schism has long been coming, dividing Kunlun into the way things are and the way things could be. We are a paradise filled with half-citizens and laws that put our tyrant ruler above all. No more. So you're talking about a revolution, Master. You need an army. (laughs) Quite. Iron Fist, this is the army of thunder. So he has been training all the women in Kunlun in how to fight. (laughs) It's fucking sick. You know, it would have been slightly better. I know, like, the, the, it's a great angle of, like, all the women know Kung Fu now, and it's a big underground revolution, but if he said the Army of Thunder, and it was just Kevin Nash and the rest of the <laughs> NWO. <laughs> <laughs> the Army of WCW Thunder? Exactly. <laughs> it's fucking Billy Kidman. The BK Bomber himself. <laughs> I got Billy Kidman, the Young Dragons, Jamie Sod. The... The, ju- the juice will be loose. <laughs> Rey Mysterio, no, no mask, overalls. Like in all of the that weird military stable where all their names were like the, the no huge erection and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking the wall. Horace Hogan. The Zodiac? Yeah, the Zodiac <laughs> in there, Is that sick boy? <laughs> I really think, like, instead of, like, I don't want to spoil before we get to it, but the, the big centerpiece of, like, how Danny thwarts Sal's plan, instead of Danny doing it, it's the Yeti comes in. Just <laughs> <holds it. laughs> Scott Steiner and the Tigers? What the fuck? <laughs> Who are these guys? What the fuck is this? Great shit. But yeah, Revolution's fight as well, I guess. Yeah, Revolution. Uh, meanwhile, back in the heart of heaven, uh, Fat Cobra is preparing to fight the Prince of Orphans. And uh, Prince of Orphans decides instead he asks uh, he says hey 
I would like to propose a rather unorthodox shifting in the fight sequencing. Seeing the last round of combat, seeing the fire and violence that were unleashed, made me eager to face it myself. I wish not to combat Fat Cobra. No offense to you, fine sir, but rather Davos. And he's Steel Phoenix. And of course, I accept. And so Fat Cobra does not mind. He said, bring me my wenches. <laughs> bring me, bring the girls over to me. He says, don't think because you are a venerated elder that I will show you mercies that escape Tiger's beautiful daughter. I fear old men even less than I fear painted whores. <laughs> and he says, shut up, child. And then proceeds to, like, we don't see him move. He's just suddenly a green blur beating Davos's teeth in. He does yep. a move called Jaw Snapper in Twilight. Yeah, he just turns into Mountain Dew and gives him <laughs> some of the old game of beat there. <laughs> do the do, motherfucker. <laughs> he says, easy boy, I've got you. Now listen, I'm going to teach you something about having a code. Uh, and so Fat Cobra and Danny sit there, he's like, what the fuck is happening? Uh-huh. Uh, he yields. He's unconscious, so he can't say it, but he yields. And let this be a lesson to you all. This is a tournament both ancient and honorable, with traditions and rules for all of its combatants. It is not carnival. It is not a murder carnival. The uh, tragic events of the last tournament seem to have clouded the purpose in, of the thing in your minds. If one more unnecessary drop of blood is spilled, we, you will all pay the price. We are warriors, not killers. And poor Tiger's beautiful daughter is... Her whole yeah. head is wrapped up. Yep. She looks like a fucking mummy. And so we see everybody look around at each other. Or everybody looks, but uh, the bride kind of looks around at everybody and starts chuckling to herself again. I'd love to find out what he said to him when he was lying on the ground. It's probably nothing <laughs> profound. He's just like, your shoes, whack. You <laughs> dear whack me, I'm tight as fuck. You ain't dirty, you ain't ghetto, and you definitely ain't no kid. <laughs> and uh, Tiger's beautiful daughter at at the evening festival. Tiger's beautiful daughter says, "Why shouldn't he be dining with us uh, about the the Prince of Orphans?" He's the only one of us that fought in the previous tournaments. He's probably older and wilder than this whole table combined. Damn it, he's a living link to our forbidden history, and I say we ask him our questions. And uh, while she does this, fucking Fat Cobra does the fake yawn, put my arm around thing. He's like, Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> It's off at the end of the page before it's quite funny. <laughs> yes, yeah, she puts a fucking... She puts a hairpin, through, like one of her needles, through the back of his hand. And he just, he just looks at it like, oh. I've never had that happen to me before. Uh, and so, Danny and Dog Brother go over to try and talk to him. And he says, uh... 
Uh, excuse me, Prince. The Mortal Weapons were wondering if you'd like to join us. As the only we weapon to compete in the earlier tournaments, we would love to hear your stories of past victories or of what our predecessors were like or or anything, really? Anything at all, sir? <laughs> he says, Big oh, leaks them. <laughs> yeah, <he> big leaks them. <laughs> oh, I will wait. talk to the X Division, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Six sides. What the fuck is that about? Uh, so they're pissed off at Danny because they he left them there. Uh, Luke, Misty, and uh, Colleen are, and uh, Colleen's like, "Yeah, oh, we've gotten out of tougher." He says, "Yeah, yeah, I know we've gotten out of tougher, but it's just not colder. I can't feel my feet anymore." Uh, and Misty goes, "I mean, how much worse can this get?" And then a fucking platoon of Hydracoons show up. He's like, "Misty, shut up." Stop talking, because you keep making shit worse every time. Fuck. I'm this game, bro. Yeah, they get Depressing. overwhelmed by anything. sheer numbers. It's, it's the numbers game, King. Yeah, done it by the Nexus. Yeah. <laughs> done it by their terrible finishers. Yep. I, listen, I know it was 12 years ago, or 11 years ago, whatever, however long it was. It's 2010. I would like to formally say, on the record, if John Cena hadn't buried the Nexus, their terrible finishing moves would have. You want to tell me that Wade Barrett should have been WWE champion when he was still doing the fucking Wasteland? Yeah, it's like a sideways Alabama slammer. It's like, really wasn't good. Yeah, because like the Alabama slam looks cool. Yeah. I mean, it almost killed fucking Riddick Moffs the other day, but yeah, it's cool. <laughs> well, because, like, when you're slamming somebody over your head, fast and hard as shit, it looks cool. But when it's like, all right, this dude's going to lay sideways, and you're going to just kind of set him down. Yeah. I, I can't remember who who said it, but I think it was someone on some podcast sometime. It was a couple of years ago since so I heard it, but apparently the Alabama, the Alabama slam is, like, the fucking one of the it's worst. It's the worst bump to take. take. Yeah, yeah. You, there's no way to brace yourself for it. But yeah, I think the only one who had a decent finisher was Justin Gabriel. and Yeah, because it's a 450, like... but you can't boo somebody who's doing a fucking 450. But you can boo somebody who has strange conspiracy theories about <laughs> <laughs> that. comes full circle. That, this is a grown man who started calling himself a werewolf for real. No gimmick. You mean you don't rate the Cape Town Werewolf? The Cape Town Werewolf? Fuck off! That guy. That guy. Ugh. Anyway. Yep. Uh, Zhao kidnaps the uh, kidnaps uh, Danny's friends. Uh, sips Coco the whole time like an asshole. And Missy's like, "Where the fuck are you taking us?" He's like, "Oh, you already know." Where I'm taking you. You've been studying it and skittering around it for the better part of the last two days. The good news is you'll at least see your friend Jared Hogarth again before I kill you all, of course. So will you be killing us here, Zhao, or in some shed somewhere? No, you'll be dying on the train, I'm afraid, when I crash into the gates of Kunlun and watch the city burn. Pinkies. Uh, the Thunderer goes to check on his son, like a good dad. Uh, mm -hmm. He's like... 
Are, are you all right, my son? The Prince of Orphans. He says, don't you dare say his name. Because I guess he beat him so bad, he, it's hard for him to talk. Yeah, it's had a bit of Sean Connery. Yeah. <laughs> don't you dare say his name. Don't you say his name. <laughs> shake it, not stir it. You are supposed to take the Joker's out of the deck. <laughs> God, uh, I got on a James Bond kick uh, last year. I'm, I, so I like watched a bunch back to back to back. And in, yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen You Only Live Twice? I haven't. I'm a terrible Englishman. I've seen like two James Bond films. Okay. In You Only Live Twice, Connery has this awful, awful line where he's like, he's, uh, he's in Taiwan, I think, or he's in... Yeah. Hong Kong, somewhere that's like British-controlled China. Yeah. And he's talking about how, like, Chinese girls taste different. It's like, what the fuck is this about? And then the girl gets off the bed, put, they're on like a Murphy bed. She pushes a button, the bed flips up with him inside it, some dudes bust in the room and shoot him with a machine gun 40 times. It's fucking incredible. Well, it, that's what he gets for making racially charged. Yes! <laughs> like, don't say racist shit, or two dudes with SMGs will bust in and blow you away. He was cancelled to a permanent end. Uh, <laughs> we have caught and compromised to a permanent end. James Bond. Not to go off on a further tangent, it's I mean it's sort of related to James Bond as he does serve the Queen, but I saw somebody made a copy pastor of like John Cena's We Compromise Bin Laden speech, but done it for the Queen because there's no conspiracy that the Queen's already dead. <laughs> like the Queen is alive. It's like, well nobody's seen her in like six months. The Queen is alive. Uh-huh. Nah, nah, she she's kicked the bucket. And so, honestly, she deserves it for killing Princess Diana. Let's move on. That's for true. Uh, somebody said the Queen is just healing up from getting a BBL. <laughs> <laughs> no, Which is just a truly awful visual. Yeah, it's gonna get my Uh, So, Wendell comes back into where Davos is uh, in the past, and he says... I couldn't do it. I got to the doors of the cave. I could feel him. I could feel him move beneath my feet. But all I could hear were my old mentor's words, and all I could see was what the dragon had done to you, Davos. He says, the iron fist, it's a poison, Davos. So I turned away. He says, Davos doesn't say anything. And for a second, he goes, you ran? And just laughs at him, doubles over (laughs) laughing. And he's like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I never thought you were a coward. And Wendell freaks out and they start fighting again. And Wendell, uh, Wendell starts strangling him. And he's like, it should have been me. And he's Dolph Ziggler again. He's like, it should have been me. It should have been me. You haven't earned any of this. You breeze into my world and you just take and take these things. These things you have not earned or worked for. And then Wendell <laughs> Wendell says, fuck this. <laughs> and just goes to go back out the window. And he's like, don't you dare. Don't you dare turn your back and run. Come back and fight. And he fucking 
Nope. <laughs> no. And leaves. He just fucking he does that MJF thing, the uh, where everyone starts chanting "shut up" and everybody goes, "No." I mean, as much as he, he ran away from Siggy and Bob, and he, we later find out he's not all there and he's a terrible person. Like, he's pretty brave for running out into the snow with no top on. No top, these fucking slip-on shoes. And there's no guarantee he's going to get anywhere. Right. Because he doesn't know anything other than Conlon at this point. Like, he hasn't been back to the real world, so. Mm -hmm. He's a braver man than me, that's for true. Well, it's this is the one night that uh, Kunlun intersects with Earth. Yeah. And so he decides to be free. It, uh, in the present, Danny talks to the servant girl, and he says, "What do you do? What are you going to do when you're free?" And uh, she's like, "I don't know anything I want." You found my father's life story, yes? You found his biographer, and so he talks about Orson. And uh, he says, uh, she's like, it, you studied your foes, right? It's important. And he's like, I did, but I studied my friends too. He says, spare me the naive Curtisan routine. You're shown, shown far more cunning than that. Uh, I don't think you cared if I studied my foes. If I lost and was kept in here, uh, kept here in Kunlun rather than allowed to go, I'd have been another soldier in the Army of Thunder. Even if I lose, you win. I think you wanted me gone. I think you wanted my absence noted. I think you wanted to cause panic. You wanted me gone to kickstart your war against UT. And uh, says, Iron Fist, I'm not sure I follow. He says, you'll make a marvelous UT someday. Ah. Foreshadowing. Yeah. I mean, it's foreshadowing a thing that won't be picked up for like eight years. That's true. Um, so Danny meditates some more before... Uh, before um, uh, the Prince of Orphans shows up uh, and says, my name is John Amon or Amon. John Amon. John, yeah, Some John Amon. Some dude named John. Uh, and is like, he says, how did you know I, that you could trust me? He's like, I've been reading about the life and times of Orson Randall. You pop up from time to time. It was he who told told me to come bearing come to you bearing the mark of the Thunderer, that it would announce my allegiance to your cause, our cause. I hope. Are you Daniel Rand? My name name is John Aman. Are you ready to fight a revolution? Which brings us to issue number thirteen. Uh, I, I should add one of the artists for the flashbacks is, a, is someone simply known as Kano. <laughs> I've studied all your moves, so Oh, baby. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Kunlun many years ago. This is one of the last flashbacks. Uh, mm -hmm. Wendell is running, uh, running out to the gate of Kunlun, uh, and is met by the Thunderer. He says. You're you're a fine teacher, but you aren't my master anymore, Mighty Thunder. I'm leaving Kunlun to return to the world of men. He says, as is your right. I've only I've come only to ask why. He says, well, I'm not the Iron Fist. I had doubt in my heart. I knew the showdown with the dragon would be my end. 
says, Wendell, my boy, you've come so far. You've come so far here and done so much. You're the best warrior of your age. What could you possibly want in that world? It, what is not here that you must go look for it? And he thinks about it, telling him the truth and telling him about Orson and how he says, you know, I. Lake Hung has known how Orson Randall how haunted you, how the legacy of the last Iron Fist has hung around your neck, threatening to drag you down. Uh, but he just cannot bring himself to tell him. And he says, I don't know, Lake Hug, but I promise when I find it, I promise to come back and tell you. In the present, uh, Hogarth says, he's going to kill me. Yo, Jared, who's going to kill you? Zhao? Zhao. Uh, and so he says something about, uh, he starts talking about the, the train. He's like, the train works, but he's insisting on a power differential in the train's inductor engines that, quite frankly, physics doesn't allow before, before he, before he what, Jared? Before he tears open a dimensional gap and fires the train at Kunlun and kills us all. He's going to shoot the train at, like a missile at the whole city. Uh, and then... Uh, Zhao shows up with Jared's mother. And he's like, uh, he says, Mr. Mr. Hogarth, I have a surprise for you. A visitor as you cross the finish line. Uh, and he gets, he hugs his mom. And he's like, some, uh, he's, um, Zhao says, uh, she's been treated well and she will be until midnight when if my train is not ready i'm going to shoot her in front of you if if you didn't know the context of like who Zhao is or open to the story like that, that entire page is just like straight out of an episode of venture brothers it's just like, hey, is your mother? <laughs> i'm gonna shoot you build me a magic train this whole thing is very venture brothers now that i think about it yeah, the, the Zhao part are definitely the, like, that's definitely a subplot. He's Dr. Monarch. Yes. Shout <laughs> uh, out Dr. Mrs. the Monarch. Uh, A.K.A. Dr. Girlfriend. Uh, her, <laughs> a woman whose voice is so husky it could pull a sled. <laughs> uh, and so they're like, Jaren, it's going to be fine. He's like, Luke, Colleen, Misty, how can you? And Danny has a plan. Great. You know what the four most terrifying words in the English language are? Danny has a plan. Uh, and so <laughs> cut away to Danny uh, meeting with UT. He says, Master, I know all about the Randall Gate. I know that you've been visiting the world of men as you like, and I've paid. No, you've paid handsomely for the privilege. Your fortune was the root of my father's fortune. I know about it, Nuon. I know about it all. You impudent whelp and you tyrant, you liar, you pig, you spoiled brat. Confess your sins and step down from your post, where I tell all who populate Kunlun of your crimes against them, and let them decide what to do. I'll take my chances in the court of public opinion, Iron Fist. As you wish, UT. Uh, and U UT sends the terror priests after the gate. And uh, just freaks the thunderer out. He's like, my God, Danny, if they destroy the gate. He's like, eh, the, your secret army's got it. He says, Zhao has the, gar the gate guarded on the outside. We need to guard it from within. Trust me, I have a plan. 
Jesus. Those world those words do not exactly fill me with confidence. <laughs> no one has any faith in Danny. Yeah. He's one of the patented wild ass white boys. Yes. So. Yeah, the as it stands right now, the crazy ass white boys are Hawkeye, Iron Fist, and Spider Man. Yep. All of whom are Avengers at this point. You gotta have Avengers that are willing to do anything. <laughs> oh, and Bucky! Within reason. Oh, Bucky, Bucky, who spends his entire tenure on the Avengers trying to give people guns. He tries to fucking hands Spider-Man or fucking Luger, and he's like, hey, use this. What are you doing? Why would I need this? He's got a point. He'll be very efficient. Yeah. And so Danny catches up with the servant girl and is like, hey, what's your name? I realized that you never told me and I never asked. Uh, and she's like, well, being a woman born illegitimate and into the servant cast, I was never given a name. She says, well, you should pick one. And he says, your revolution has arrived. And this gets to mirror the things that Dan, uh, the last couple pages because uh, he says your revolution has arrived. He says Iron Fist. Those are the most, those are the four most beautiful words in the English language. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Uh, cut back to the the immortal weapons. Just fucking palling around. Apart from Davos, who's just sit there with one hand. Yep, with, with like tigers' table. faces out of the cast and everything. Like she's looking better. She's got a black eye now. Um, and fucking dog brothers tell the story. He says, and I, and again, I said, yield unto me and I shall spare your lives. And again, they invited me to ladies, pardon my language, pleasure, both my mother and my father. So I chopped off their heads and laid waste to the village. (laughs) And fucking fat Cobra thinks this is hilarious. He is losing his shit. He thinks this is so funny. And he says, uh... <laughs> ah, my dogs did dine like kings that night, I, let me tell you. See, even the Steel Phoenix finds it funny. And Davo says, let us say I can appreciate the efficiency of your Blade's poetry, dog brother. And fucking Fat Corbin's like, efficiency? Poetry? I just like the part where he chopped off all the heads! The Immortal Weapons, laughing at... Uh, uh, John comes in. I'm just going to call him John from here on out. Yeah. Uh, the Immortal Weapons, laughing as one. I never thought I'd live to see such a day. I find this sight encouraging because I come here with a proposition. Excuse me. I beg your pardon. <laughs> this motherfucker comes in wearing a, a coat, no shirt. Says, I come with a proposition. Huh? Yeah. John Amans says. <laughs> says I, I have a war to fight, and I want you to fight it with me. May I sit? And Fat Cobra, like, shoves the bride over. He's like, move, woman, move! The Prince of Orphans wishes to sit! A madman on Earth is conspiring to destroy Kunlun. He's not the first, but thus far he's the first, the only one who might be able to actually do it. That Kunlun is joined with the Heart of Heaven now makes this possible. 
says, what's the fate of Kunlun Mita? Uh, or the bride, uh, not the bride, Tiger's beautiful daughter asks, what does the fate of Kunlun mean to us? If Kunlun is destroyed by a part of the heart of heaven, then all our cities go with it. Uh, and Davos says, lies! And he, this makes him so mad that he slaps the cup in front of him, like the tea away, and manifests uh, his hand to pound the table. Just so he can really show how angry he is. Yeah. And he says, well, if I'm the one lying, Davos, then who is it you're rushing to confront? Uh, so Davos meets with the Thunderer and is like, you don't fucking believe this shit, right? Uh, here we are in your army, and yet, where are your arms? <laughs> Tell me you've been duped. Tell me you've not been so easily duped by the Iron Fist and his dot 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 stooge John a man. Uh, and so Thunderer tries to convince him, hey, help me help us save all of us um he's like no one's trying to trick you or manipulate you just help us because Zhao's gonna kill us all and he's like okay but Zhao couldn't plan his way out of a paper bag he's like they betrayed you they pulled the wool over your eyes they used you you've been bamboozled led astray you can't believe that anybody got one over on you and he says think about it how for once in your life, ask yourself, how many more people can conspire against you endlessly? Why is it always it's somebody else's fault? And then he's like, if you decide you uh, you want to help, you know where to find me. Uh, back in the past, uh, Wendell travels all across Tibet trying to find Wendell. Uh, and then he finally does, kicks his door in, and yep. just sees him there getting higher than shit. Yeah. He's at a knee-deep in opium. Yeah. Just, just, his, his brain is cooked. And he says, uh, the narration is, you were ready for a th any thousand possibilities beyond that door for any thousand attacks Orson Randall might unleash upon you for anything except the sight of an all too human sickness whatever you were ready to f uh, you were ready to face whatever you found inside this room save one thing your compassion but now look with look deep within you Wendell Rand to find what warmth still beats in your heart for the man that raised you I uh, don't I get that he's, like, showing compassion to, like, this dude who's, like, off his nut on opium. But it looks... It talks about his compassion, but in the uh, panel where he's, like, touching his face, it looks like he's comparing where his hairline used to be to where his hairline is. <laughs> he's like, oh, God. Orson, what did the barber do to you, man? Moisturize your scalp, you idiot. <laughs> Oh, that's because you gotta decalcify your pineal gland. <laughs> uh, so back back in the present, um, back in the present, Luke is still complaining about it being cold. 
He's gonna freeze us to death. Yep. That's how Xiao's gonna kill us. And fucking Misty and Kali both go, Shut up, Luke! God damn it! Your train is miraculous enough, says Xiao. But were you able to make it perform my miracle? And so they open the gate. And uh, he forces the heroes for hire onto the, onto the train. And so... As they go to get on the train, Misty goes, Danny wanted this. You know that, right? He wanted you to get it. Look. Uh, he says, why on earth would he want me to get in? And he goes, so we could get out, you dumb son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> you stupid fuck! Jesus. A, it's a, I think I posted this when I did the... the um reread like a couple of weeks ago but i fucking love that panel he, he just calls him a dumb son of a bitch it's just him standing with everyone behind him such a good panel yeah and the last panel of this uh this issue is misty going my boyfriend and his secret army are gonna kill you now Zhao. sorry Zhao. we just wanted to build play with this train set yeah, so what? I wanted to destroy your the, your city. What about it? It's my train. <laughs> uh, so issue fourteen, the final issue of this uh, run, oh, or this this story rather, opens yeah. with a uh, opens with one, uh, a flashback of Randall of Orson Rand talking to Wendell. God, why do they name these characters like that? Wendell Rand Don't talking know. to Orson Randall. Uh, and he says, Orson, stop, it's me. Because he, uh, Orson doesn't recognize Wendell right away. And he says, that's right, old man, it's me after all these years. I should have had... Orson looks like... This art makes him look like John Moxley. Absolutely, it does. He's got the same, like, neck girth now as well. Yeah. He just looks big as shit. He's like, so why are you back? And he's like, you're lucky I am. Another day on that, you might be dead. He's like, that's the only thing keeping me alive. He says, I came here to kill you, but you're so weak. He's like, why'd you come here to kill me? Fuck. Why'd you do that? He's like, the only you poisoned my dreams. The only thing I ever wanted, the only thing I ever asked for, and he says, was the thing you could never be. I beat them all. I've won the chance to fight the dragon. He's like, why are you here? He says, because you ruined it. All I could hear is your voice telling me I'd fail. Why did you do that to me? He says, why do you think? He's like, because you're, you're you. Because you suck. He says, even if it's... He says, you can't forget a war no one else even remembers. You might be right, but there's more to it. Everything the Iron Fist is is always about war. So in the present, Danny uh, kind of monologues internally about everything yeah. they've been through here, and uh, and everything they're planning on doing. He's like, I don't know if I'm gonna be alive after this next stunt. And so everybody breaks loose, breaks out, fights, uh, and Danny does the coolest fucking thing he ever. This is my favorite yes, Iron Fist feat ever. It's so cool. He aligns his chi to the train to the magnetic field that the train is generating because it's a magnetic yep. levitating train. Uh, 
And so he goes opposite the train, arrives a magnetic force directly into it, punches it, and ex- it explodes. And it's uh, such a fucking cool panel. It's so cool. What's even like every panel? Yeah, because the panel after that, where he's standing there, glowing on like everything's on fire around him, and he's like, "Bad yeah. news for you, Zhao. You're fucked." He says, do I look like a man afraid of your petty little threats, Iron Fist? He says, if you pray to anything, you should start. And so all all seven of them, or all six of them that showed up, uh, everybody but Davos, show up, do some cool shit. John does a move called Hell's Unfurling Hurricane that is completely undecipherable to the eye. I I could not tell you what's happening there other than there's some Hydra dudes getting cut in half. Yeah, it's pretty grim. It's pretty sick. Uh, Also, Danny, it's not in this, but Danny did learn how to use his chi in some fun ways. Uh, Yeah. Because, uh... Orson's like, you use the dragon's chi in the worst fucking way possible. You just do it on punches and kicks? You can do it on a lot of shit. Yeah. So now he's like set, like projectiling the chi like it's the fucking Kamehameha wave. Yeah, it gets to the point where he can start to heal himself like from... He can heal himself anyway with chi, but it gets ridiculous. I believe when he joins the defenders, like on the first mission ever, he gets shot in the chest. And everyone's like, oh, fuck, I was dead. And then, like, a couple of hours later, he's like, hold on, let me get the bullet out. <laughs> everyone's like, holy shit, what the fuck? He says, what can you do that? He's like, oh, yeah, 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 I learned how to do this a while back. Check us out. And so, Zhao's idea is oh, we'll go through the Randall Gate. Uh, just send more dudes at them and double back to the gate. Uh, and meanwhile, Davos watches what's happening and is like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I gotta go. I have to jump in. Because then he sees UT trying to escape uh, and catches up to him. And uh, he says, uh, like, he grabs him by the back of his collar and is uh, ready to try and whoop his ass. He says, you may rule Kun Lun, but you're not my master, and I'll be dead in the ground before I called you, call you UT. You'll always be Nuan to me. You'll always be a little worm. And he, as he catches him, uh, he lo- uh, UT looks up and sees all his terror priests have been defeated. And uh, he says, my lord. And the servant girl says, I think you mean my lady, UT. And I have, while I have long since dreamt of seeing you beg before the army of thunder, I will always would have imagined it required some effort on our part. And now, UT, Nuon, you are a prisoner of the army of thunder. Our revolution is at hand. And Davos, no doubt your th- tremendous skills can fell me quickly, but you cannot stop us all. I was like, hey, whoa, I'm, <laughs> this is between y'all, uh, I'm not your prisoner or your ally, I'm just gonna beat these guys' ass. And so he yes. works with the Army of Thunder to beat up all these Hydra guys, uh, before he joins back up with the Immortal Weapons, uh, on the, uh, on the next page. Uh, yeah. 
I think he does a move called Bastard's Black Heart Crusher. Yeah, that's fucking cool. It's it's pretty good. And uh, Danny catches up with Zhao, and he's like, uh, "You're out of moves. Surrender." To you, scion of the legacy that killed my great-grandfather, my grandmother, and so many of my bloodline? Never. So you're not really in a position to bargain here. So that assumes I'm a rational actor. <laughs> it is not. Yeah. I, I do not want to survive. I will be avenged. And tells Danny there is an eighth city uh, before, falling, before throwing himself off the train tracks to his apparent death. And in our last flashback, we see uh, we see Wendell and Orson talking again. And he says, you never gave me a chance, uh, Wendell does. He says, because I wanted you to have one. See, I wasn't meant to live this long. It's only luck and my own stupidity that's kept me here. Iron Fists were meant to die young in battle against inconceivable odds. And I wanted you to live, kid. All those times I ran you down, I was trying to save you. He said, I didn't want to be saved. I idolized you. I wanted to be you. He says, look, I don't think I could have let, I don't think I'd have let you go if I could have stopped you. He says, you couldn't be me. And even if I knew different, it is what it is. It's like, he says, it's not you. I can, Iron Fist can sense each other and it's not you. It'll be your son. And Wendell goes, my son. And he like smirks to himself. Like he looks so fucking evil here. Knowing what we know now, this is definitely the beginning of the end for that guy. Yes! This is the worst thing you could have told him! Because <laughs> he's only going to get worse now. He says, uh... So he just says, my son. And I think this is the last we see him here. Um... Yeah. Danny in the present talks with, uh, you know, they, they celebrate their victory. Um, and uh, the Thunderer is like, what matters most is that we find a leader for the city, one who can carry us out of this uncertain time. It's like, Master, isn't it obvious? It's you. And I think you found your new Thunderer as well. So Sparrow becomes the new Thunderer. Uh, And uh, the, the assumption is that the Thunderer will become UT. And yeah, yeah. Davos says, Train Mother has cut me off from her cheese source. I'm no longer the Steel Phoenix. I am a criminal. Yeah. I'm your prisoner. I present myself to you in your mercy. I Please, I've done such terrible things. And throws himself at his father's feet, which is kind of poetic and he says yeah. uh, uh, mighty immortal weapons what say you shall you return with us to your home cities and so they reveal that they have chosen to stay on earth for a time to help Iron Fist inv investigate the claims of the 8th city um, decides some of us only dreamed of earth and have never seen its sights for ourselves for now our destinies lie somewhere outside the seven capital cities of heaven And Danny, in our last bit of narration here, says, or what starts the last bit of narration, he says, I've never felt free of Kunlun. 
of its arcane rules and traditions. I've never known what it was like to not fear or dread Davos or imagine a Kunlun where he was there and I was not. I've long since learned that his destiny is not in my purview. And uh, Davos has now been put in charge uh, by Le Kung of the uh, of Shulal's egg. Uh, during the solitary I'm certain you'll punish yourself enough during the solitary hours you spend here but this is an important task for soon the dragon will be reborn from her egg and you will protect her until she needs no such aid you will keep these those foolish enough to appear, approach her doors at bay how long until she is fully grown long enough my son long enough I hope for you to find some solace that that plot is not like, we don't see the dragon born until, I think, Avengers vs. X-Men. Yeah. When Lei Kung shows up riding the dragon. It's a... Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a young version of the dragon, because that's how it can't defeat um, Cyclops. Right. Because it isn't fully grown, yeah. Yeah. And, uh... The last page is, as for the rest of the immortal weapons... Uh, they found themselves staring at a much different shining city, worlds away from what they know, full of limitless hope, possibilities, and adventures. And Danny says, welcome home, as they stand on the Rand building uh, overlooking New York. And that's the end of uh, this story. But I point out that the Rand building font is the same as Binford Tools from Home Improvement. <laughs> Um, I want to say the immortal weapons appear in a couple other stories, uh, but then they are all very suddenly they're gone, or a lot of yeah, them, a lot of them yeah. die. Uh, so I think now it is just Danny, Fat Cobra, uh, the Bride, and Dog Brother Number One. Mm-hmm. I think does Tiger the other one who died? Tiger, yeah, Tiger's dead now. Uh, yeah. she, I don't know if she's been reborn or something, because it's established in a couple of Iron Man runs, like the Iron Fist runs that follow this, that they're kind of like godlike beings, so they can be rejuvenated. Yeah. Um, I know John Man gets spat into a volcano by Silver Surfer. Uh, that that was an interesting happening, but I think he comes back. He's just in Conlon again during one of the Iron Fist runs. So, yeah. who knows? Yeah, it's uh... yeah, Fat Cobra best weapon. Yeah, but Fat, hey, Fat Cobra's still alive and kicking, and that's what matters to me because that's my guy. Uh, this is. Go ahead. I said he is indeed. Um, this, this is one of my favorite stories. This run yeah. is one of my favorite runs generally, but like, I have the first issue of this story on my bedroom wall. Just, just there, um, and it's it's really just, just all around a really good story. Um, it's funny because this episode will come out within a week of the Sex Criminals episode, so I am doing two Matt Fraction stories back to back. But nice. this this is really one that shows why they held him in. I'd say still hold. I'd say, 
um, why he's a guy they hold in such high esteem at Marvel. Because he took Mm -hmm. Iron Fist, a character who they had never, again, never had a, a steady run on his own as a character. Like, Iron Fist was really just around in in the context of being Power Man's best friend. Like, they both had that problem for a long time, was that the two of them were like a matched set. You couldn't do one without the other. And while Luke is in this story, it is very clearly a Danny story. Yeah. Yeah, I think what made me read this story to begin with was... Um, I guess it was good timing because if I'd seen it before and there wouldn't have been any stories to read. But the first time I saw Iron Fist and I was reading comics um, was in fear itself of all places because um, up until I was like 17 I'd exclusively read X-Men. Didn't really care about the Avengers and stuff like that until I think the first Avengers I read was Avengers Disassembled which Danny just isn't in. Um, but in fear itself, when they get like all the the turbo weapons at the end, and he's got like a chain with a giant blade on the end that he's kicking at people, I was like, that is the coolest shit. I need yes. to know more about this guy. And I think he said he calls Titania a giant skank. Yeah, because uh, he says, uh, she says something, and he says, "What was that, Doc?" To Doctor Strange, he's like, "Sorry, I don't speak giant skank." <laughs> um, he's a king. But, like, uh, this is a story I'm really glad we did. I'm glad you came on and we got this done. You got anything you want to add in before we wrap up here? Uh, No, not really. Uh, The only thing I have going on is on my mini painting uh, account on Instagram, uh, Annihilation Minis. I'm doing more Marvel Crisis Protocol. I just nearly finished painting a Juggernaut. Yeah, I saw the Juggernaut. It's very cool. Yeah, I haven't done the highlight. Not yet, so it doesn't pop as much as I'd like, but it, it's gone well. It's gone well. But yeah, that's, that's everything for me. Very cool. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at MCMFPod. You can follow me at Archer Arios, A-R-X-H-E-R-A-R-I-O-S. The X is a C. Do not make me explain it. Uh, you can follow Gary at, it's at Fairy Stature. Uh, it is, yes. Uh, that's Fairy spelt the correct way. Uh, yep. F-A-E-R-I-E stature. Um, rate the show, review it, uh, give it five stars. That helps a lot with getting more people to hear the show. Also, just tell your friends yeah. if you like the show and then you know anybody who's, hey, I want to listen to a podcast. I want to listen to some dudes ramble about some bullshit for a few hours. Send them our way. Uh, the more the merrier around these parts. Um, until <laughs> next time, uh, thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, with us. Thank you, Gary, for hanging out, and uh, we'll catch you all next time.